1: recorded live
0: Sunday night Bible study and fellowship Good to see the ones that are there In the chat room, appreciate you being There very much well, Folks, tonight we're going to I'm going to make a few comments In review over chapter 13 In Genesis about Abraham and Lot's relationship And its application to Us today, and then we'll get into Chapter 14 and a few things I want to Deal with that. I realize that we When I went back and listened to the programs Myself and and uh, there's a few things that I left out that I should have commented on, but uh, we will get to that in just a little while. How you guys doing? Everybody doing okay? Ready to go? Very well.
2: Very
1: well. Thank you. Thankful. All
0: right. Brother Dave, go ahead and try to turn to Chapter 13. Brother Chad, if you would, open us in a word of prayer.
1: Heavenly Father, we give you all the glory, Lord. We're so thankful and grateful for this day
0: that uh, we're
1: associated, that we have water to drink and food to eat, Lord a roof above our heads and this precious assembly lord that we be able to gather here in your name that you be in the midst of us it's uh it's truly it's truly um it's truly amazing lord it, that that you that you have accepted us in, into you all we had to do is accept you and, and that you've accepted us into you lord and that we dwell within you and that you dwell within us lord we ask that you uh that you bless our our tongues and our hearts lord that that we read the scriptures in the way that is pleasing to you, and that that the uh, Holy Spirit edify us, Lord. All those that are here tonight, and that may download at another time. And we lift our pastor Don up to you, Lord. That you give him the power of prophecy, and that his tongue be guided by the Holy Spirit, Lord. And that we learn what we need to learn, Lord. And that uh, that you uh, you show us, you deal with us individually and and as a group, Lord. And and, uh, and edify edify our assembly, Lord. Bless us that we be able to grow. In your in your words, Lord, through your Spirit, your Holy Spirit, and the, and uh, that we never forget the precious work that you've done for us, Lord. Uh, that that you finished it all on the cross. That there's nothing that we could do, Lord. That you you did it all for us. You yeah. took you took the hell that we deserve. You took the punishment that we deserve, Lord. That there's no way that we can get to heaven, Lord, except by you and through you. There's no other way. That we have you and we're precious and we are so thankful, Lord, for your 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 precious blood that you've covered us in, Lord. And for these things, we give thanks and we raise you up and glorify your precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: well, so pray for Brother Merv's brother-in-law. Hope that he's doing well, Father. I pray that you'd put a healing hand on him and your will be done in his life, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. Okay, we'll start at verse 14, uh, Brother David, and we'll let Brother David go through here. And there's a few comments, like I said, I'm going to make about chapter 13 that I didn't make before. So, Brother David, if you would.
3: Yes. Chapter, Genesis, chapter 13, verse 14. And the Lord said unto Abram, After that, Lot was separated from him.
0: Okay, that's, what I, I, that's, that's one of the things that I wanted to bring up to you all. After Abraham's excursion, his little backsliding down into Egypt, he had he, he took somebody with him, and usually in our lives when we think that we're, uh, Paul says, no man liveth to himself, and no man die to himself. This is a good illustration of that. Yeah, Abraham is strong, wonderful father Abraham and everything, but he backslides down in Egypt, and he also what. It, You don't never get away from the Lord without having an effect on not only you, but the people around you. And it had effect on Lot. And not only did it have an effect on Lot, Sarah winds up bringing back a little handmaid from Egypt with her. All that's going to play out as part of reaping and sowing for this little backslidden trip down into Egypt. But you notice here, in verse fourteen, that Abraham, that the Lord doesn't even start talking to Abraham, to Abram until Lot is separated. There's a separation. The first commandment the Lord told Abraham was come out from among your kindred and family. What does Abraham do? He loads them up and brings them with him. Yeah, he may obey God, but you know, Lord, you won't care if I bring him with you. Separation. It can be separation from people a person, a group, a habit. It can be separation from an environment. It can be separation from a certain place you, you that you are that keeps the Lord from revealing things to you. The Lord starts revealing to Abraham again when he does. He separates himself from light. And if you've got things in your life, See, this is a personal thing because there are some things that you may need to separate yourself from where the Lord can start dealing with you in your spiritual life. It may not have an effect on somebody else. What's right for me in some of those areas or right for you may not be right for Brother David or Brother Chad or Brother Pete or, any, or anybody else. You see, well, it's an individual thing. It's Romans 14. Like I've taught you all, like I told you when we first started Genesis, there's not any doctrine that I teach is not in the book of Genesis. Everything, every New Testament doctrine can be found in the book of Genesis, except for the mysteries. So in Romans fourteen, in Romans fourteen, Paul says, "Hast thou faith? Have it to thyself before God. Happy is the man that condemneth not himself in the things which he allowed. But see, immediately the old flesh wants to jump on that and start justifying everything. Well, it's okay for me. Well, it's okay for me. Well, when's the last time the Lord showed gave you any light on anything?
2: Hmm? When's the last time you and the Lord had a good conversation where it brought tears to your eyes in repentance? Hmm? See? See what I mean, jelly bean?
0: When the Lord deals with us individually, like he's dealing with Abram individually, he starts talking to Abram, after he, did, he goes back, Abraham finally obeys the Lord by his kinfolks. And he uses something bad to cause it to happen. A division arises among them. We read it above here. Among the herdsmen where, you know, there, there's a rift. So the Lord takes strife and uses it for his glory. Just like he does all kind of other things in people's lives just like he does pain and suffering situations everything this is what the christian life's all about folks you can know things about god that are just as true as john 3:16 that don't make everything all right with god justification before god's got ain't got jack squat to do with knowing a bunch of truths about God's Word. Don't you ever fall into that, that heady category. Don't fall into that trap. Don't be like the citizens around Mars Hill. So Abram separates himself from lighting up, pops the Lord's got something to say. So let's see what the Lord talks to Abram about here. Brother David, you can continue. Yes. Yeah.
3: And the Lord said unto Abram, after that lot was separated from him, lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art northward and southward and eastward and westward. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if I... Man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered.
0: Now then, I All right. want you to put your spiritual ears on and listen to what i got to tell you. I'm going to give you a nugget. Some of you downloaders and some of you, I don't think there may be, might be somebody in the chat room that showed up late. Maybe somebody disagrees with what I teach about the people that get in under the Abrahamic covenant and the three different classifications in salvation, do you know that the the three times the Lord mentions Abraham's seed, do you know he mentions them in three different idioms? In number one, he says, here's the first one. He says they'll be as the dust of the earth. The second one, he says they'll be as the sand of the sea. The third one, he says they'll be as the stars of heaven. Amen. One, two, three. All the way back in Genesis chapter fourteen. If you the Holy Spirit if you study and allow the Holy Spirit to show you things. That's the reason Paul classifies all civilization as Jew, Gentile and Church. It, Paul classifies the whole world as either Jew, Gentile, or church. Now, we're not, we don't have to get into the pitter patter over the word Jew. You know what the word means, Judea, and we know all that stuff. But he classifies those three types three just like the elect, the natural Israelite, and the whosoever will. One, two, three. You're going to see this three. All the way through. But just remember, dust of the earth, well, who could that represent? Now, I want you to study this out. Don't you take my word for it, you downloaders, because this sounds like heresy to some people. You study out this. what could he mean by the dust of the earth, some of his seed? Well, then what could he mean by the sand of the sea? What could he mean is the stars of heaven? Last time I checked, stars didn't run around on the earth, do they? Don't we have a city that nowhere in the Word of God does it say it's going to touch the ground? Amen. I mean, I'm not going to go and explain it to you, for you this time. I just wanted to show you this nugget right here to start with. So you could take the Word of God and your concordance and study it at yourself. See what conclusions the Holy Spirit shows you.
2: it make your eyes brighten up and get you excited about studying the book. Dust of the earth, sand of the sea, stars of heaven.
0: And Abraham tells Abraham to lift up his eyes three times. One, two, three. Check out what happens all three times. Abraham lifts up his eyes. Run the reference on that and see what takes place. (laughs) Ah, yes. Yes. That third one's a kicker, too, man. That third one's a kicker. So, write that little nugget down. If so be you, follow the Word of God and study to show yourself approved unto God. Check it out. Run the references with the other threes that deals with the dust, the sand, and the stars.
2: Should whet your spiritual appetite. Next verse, brother. Next verse, brother.
3: Arise, arise, walk through the land in the length of it and in the breadth of it, for I will give it unto thee. Then Abram removed his tent and came and dwelt in the land of Mamre, which is in Hebron and built there an altar unto the Lord.
0: You know, the amazing thing about it, Abraham runs down to Egypt and screws up, and Lot goes down there with him, and Hagar comes back with Sarah, and where does Abraham wind up? Right where he left from. Comes Right back where he'd run off from. Just like a Christian. Huh. Just like a Christian. You never, but there's something you need to learn. that in, in the Christian life, when you get off the old gospel train, you don't usually get back on where you got off, because while you've been off, that the, what you that at the spiritual gate you were walking at ceased. At that moment, you got off the train. But hey, that's what confession is, and back to fellowship with the Lord, just like David. When David said, when David took away. Bathsheba's purity when he killed Uriah the Hittite, not only did was he a murderer, not only did he mess mess up a woman's life, he disgraced the nation and disgraced the throne. And in Psalms fifty one and verse fifty four he says Against thee and thee only have I sinned Personal thing with the Lord, see. Of course it, it it affected other people. He, but he said, no, against thee and thee only have I sinned. My goodness, Uriah got killed. The people that were fighting with him got killed. Bathsheba's name got drugged through the mud. People, the nations around were bad-mouthing the, um, the nation of Israel. The throng was debauched. And God said there was never a man that was so beloved as David except for that concerning right, the Hittite. Before any of you libertarians out there and before any of you think you can just get away with anything you want to That's a man after God's own heart and God loved him more than anybody in the Old Testament. But yet that scar never left him. He was that God would not allow him to build a temple. All kind of things. But look at all what he did give him. But David was a great repenter. Yes, he was a great sinner. But he was also a great repenter. He was a great repenter. Psalm 51 ought to be committed to your memory. And it doesn't have to be adultery and murder. Hey, the Lord and the the predispositions in each individual are different. Some of you have propensities to do things that I wouldn't dream of. And I've probably got propensities to do things that some of y'all would think was hideous. See what I mean, Jelly Bean? If you're honest, you know I'm telling you the truth. There's some things you would not dare have to be spread across the newspapers or spread across the screen of the universe one day that's not under the blood those hidden
2: things that you think that that you've tried to forget. Don't forget 1 John chapter 1.
0: Don't forget 1 John chapter 1. And then you forget about it. And then don't you let Satan bring it back up to you again. Tell him to get behind you. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you on certain matters like that. Especially when it's when it comes in, when it has to do with the blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He has no, Satan has nothing that he can touch the blood with, period. Period. So those prayer promises in 1 John 1 are so precious. When we bump that head and when we stumble and fall, we need to get in 1 John 1 and get real with God. Not, all, oh, Lord, forgive me, you know, I played blah, 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 blah. No. Uh-uh. Is that the way you treat the king of the universe? Hmm? Was some flippant, something like that? Is that what you call prayer life?
2: I'm just saying, folks, hey, I want the best for you. And it ain't the slovenly way out there that's being proclaimed as Christianity today. Period. Chapter 14, Brother Chad. All right. Genesis chapter
1: 14. And it came to pass in the days of Amrepho, king of Shinar. Stop.
0: That's another thing. We went through this passage. We went through a lot of this the other night. And uh, I did not make mention, well, I know I didn't, because like I said, I've listened to the program. This is probably Hammurabi. You've heard about Hammurabi's code from Babylon and how they make such a big deal and try to say this is where the Israelites got their law and the code, blah, blah, blah. blah. This king, Amnephel, is more than likely, there's a probably 80% chance, that this is this is Hammer Rabbi. Y'all have heard of Hammer Rabbi's code, right? Uh, I've heard it, but I don't really know what it is. All right. it, it It's supposedly a carbon copy of the Law of Moses, and it, it, a lot of um, it reads almost identical, and they try a lot of the atheists and people try to say, see, the Israelites borrowed this from Hammer Rabbi, that, crap, yeah, that kind yeah. of junk. Well, if you yeah. run across, if you hear anybody talking about Hammer Rabbi, this is him, more than likely. 80% chance. Continue reading. Notice he was king of Shinar, where Babylon was. He was king in Babylon. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, Amraphel, king of Shinar. Ariok, king of Elasar. Laomer, king of Elam. And Tidal, king of nations. That these made war with Bera, king of Sodom. And with Birsha, king of Gomorrah. Shinab, king of Adma. Ad- and Shemeber, king of Zeboim, and the king of Bila, which is Zoar. All these were joined together in the Vale of Sidim, which is the Salt Sea.
0: I want years. you folks to notice something. As far as the genealogical table goes, as we're going to read here that... Well, just keep on reading. I'll bring it in just a sec. Go ahead, brother. All
1: these were joined together in the Vale of Sidim, which is the Salt Sea. Twelve years they served... Kettle, uh, Pardon me, I've been working on this one, Keterleomer, and in the 13th year, they rebelled.
0: Okay, well, the point I wanted to bring up was you got one, these, Kedar-Lomar Ketel, uh, is, is Shemitic. If you go back to the Table of Nations, you'll find out that the ones serving are Hamitic. In other words, the prophecy of Noah is being fulfilled right here. You've got Ham serving Shem. He, he was supposed to serve not only Shem, but Japheth. Well, right here, it's in effect. This was part of Noah's prophecy that we went over, and they're Hamitic. You can study this and go back to the genealogical tables. Don't believe a word I said. Check it out yourself, okay? You're fixing to find out something else pretty soon. Go ahead, brother. Keep on reading verse 5.
1: Twelve years they served Kedaleomer, and in the thirteenth year they rebelled. And in the fourteenth year came Kedaleomer and the kings that were with him, and smote the Rephaims in Ashtaroth, in, oh, in Ashtaroth Karnaim, and the Zuzims in Ham,
0: and the Emams in Shavi Kiriasah. How in the world is those giants there? Them's giants, folks. That's the Rephaim. That's the Zenzimim. That's the Emims. Them I-Ms. These are giants. These are of the giant clans. These are of the Rafa, dead things that are formed under the sea. Where in the world did they come from? I don't have a clue. I don't know. I don't know how they got there. I figure they come out from up under there. That's where I think. That's my opinion. We went over this ad nauseum. But they did. They're there. Just like the book says. There were giants in the earth in those days and also after that, before the flood and after the flood. Here's the first sign of them popping up after the flood of Noah. Continue, brother.
1: And the Horites, in their Mount Seir, unto El Peran, which is by the wilderness, And they returned and came to Enmishpat, which is Kadesh, and smote all the country of the Amakalites and also the Amorites that dwelt in Hazazon Tamar.
0: That's Amalekite, brother.
1: Amalekites and also the Amorites.
0: Yeah, you didn't say Amalekite, but that's okay. I was just picking at
1: you. Go ahead. Oh, 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 you got me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I did.
1: I'm going to talk to my teacher, Mr. (laughs) Scorby there. All right, verse (laughs) 8. And there went out the king of Sodom, and the king of Gomorrah, and the king of Admah, and the king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, the same as Zoar, and they joined the battle with them in the vale of Sidon, with Keterleomer, the king of Elam, and with Tidal, king of nations, and Amrephal, king of Shinar, and Arioch, king of Elisar.
0: All right, hold on just a second right there. Brother David, I want you to turn to Hebrews chapter 7, okay? Brother David, Yes. I want yes. you to go ahead and turn to Hebrews chapter 7, please. I got you. Okay, go ahead, Brother, Brother David. Go ahead.
1: But four kings with five. And the veil of Siddam was full of slime pit. And the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled and fell there. And they that remained fled to the mountains. And they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah, and
2: all their victuals, and went their way. Oh, pardon me, I just uh, scrolled by accident. Okay. Oh, that, by the way, that's victuals, but it's okay. Go ahead. That's not how Mr. Scorpion. I know it's
0: not, did. but we down uh, the anyway. Go ahead, keep on reading. <laughs> I'm I'm I it. I, an I,
1: I, I did find that interesting because. It, it does mean food, right? And yes. That's and exactly Southers, what it means. Souther's got a way of saying vittles. That's right. And uh, Mr. Scorby pronounces it as vittles. Uh-huh. So take it up with my teacher.
0: Yeah, I, I, all I can say is VIC is VIC and VIT is VIT. And I don't, see, I don't understand where you could get a C that was uh, silent. So continue I, on. Yeah,
1: I looked it up, but it is the right pronunciation. Here we go.
0: And they took Lot, Abram's
1: brother's son who dwelt in Sodom, and his good, and departed.
0: Okay, so here, old um, city-dwelling, worldly-loving, Lot and his family gets caught up in all this rigmarole between these kings. And they get swept up in the booty and get held captive. And then we're going to see an amazing thing happen. Continue on, brother. And there came one that had escaped. And told Abram the Hebrew. Ah, the Hebrew. <laughs> first Amen. place the word occurs. Go ahead and go to your concordance and look up and say, look up the word Hebrew. Hebrew is uh, ivory. Crossed one crossed over.
1: One from beyond.
0: One from beyond. One crossed over. Now look up the first place the word Jew occurs. 2 Kings 16.6, things that are different, people, are not the same, you
2: Judeo-Christian Bible rejecters. 2 Kings 16.6, we get the word Jew, which is Yehudi, of course,
0: and
1: that just means Jew
0: that's all I could come up with, but you gotta pay attention to the context where it first occurs, law first mentioned, applies in gre in in gigantic detail there. There was no Abraham was not a Jew. He was a Hebrew. Words spelled different with different meanings, folks, are not the same. You Judeo Christians, they're just not the same. Continue reading, brother.
2: Amen. All right. Uh first thirteen. Verse 13. And there came one that had escaped, and told Abram the Hebrew.
1: For he dwelt in the plain of Mamre the Amorite, brother of Eshcol and brother of Anan. And these were confederate with Abram. And when Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his his trained servants born in his own house, three hundred and eighteen and pursued them unto Dan.
0: Okay, this is I'm going to make a comment or two right here. This is an amazing statement. It's what I remember I I remember me all the time talking about what the scriptures don't say. Sometimes scream so loud as what they do say. Yes. Why doesn't the Holy Spirit tell us 318 chosen in His own house? Now, you say, what what is is the Spirit of God showing us here? Number one, he's showing us that they're trained troops. There's nothing here about Abraham says, hey, guys, y'all all all go get a rifle, and we'll teach you how to shoot it, and then we'll go after these people. No, these are trained individuals, 318, out of all of Abraham's household. Each one of them was from Abraham's household.
2: These were stormtroopers.
0: And they go all the way to Dan, which is way north, in a forest march to get Lot and his family. It's an amazing thing. People think of Abraham as this old Bedouin priest, you know, with a long beard, all bent over and everything. More than likely, more than likely, Abraham was a muscular, virile individual kind of like Moses more than likely he was military-minded this shows you right here from father Abraham the father of our faith that there's nothing wrong with Christians being prepared to fight for what's right Have you ever stopped would you have stopped to think about that in the law of first mention this is the first war that the scriptures talk about and Christians fight, or you know, so-called you know believers, or people under Father Abraham. would just use the word Christian for just to be using it, okay? And they fight, and they're trained to fight; they're prepared to fight. That te- that ought to speak volumes about the character of Abraham. You know, there's been a lot of scholars that. Um, In times past, I've read some commentaries in books, and they've got some evidence they think they call evidence, but they say that Abraham was probably one of the richest men in all the known world at that time.
2: That's what they say. I didn't say that. I'm just saying that's what they say. But anyway, these 318
0: train troops, and they go way north. It has to be a forced march because it's a long way. You check out your biblical maps. They had they had to get there he had to go with his 318 um, special forces. Then it's not that he went and destroyed these kings. No, he went in on a special mission to get back Lot and his family. And that's what he does. Continue reading, brother.
1: Can I just ask a question here? Uh, um, sure. Well, and a comment too. I I, it, I think that the the land looked pretty dangerous at the time. It makes kind of sense that uh, Abraham was not just you know sitting on the side hoping nobody would come and attack him, like with all these giants and such around. Yeah.
0: Oh, well, common sense. Well, the, the, yeah. The, there's of course that's common sense, knowing that yeah. the giants are there. But the, the 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 point is, there's nothing wrong in being prepared, and nothing wrong in being able to fight for what's right.
1: Amen. Praise that's, the Lord.
0: That's the point I'm trying to make. Biblically speaking, in the law first mentioned in the first war, the, mm. the, the people of God are fighting.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Okay?
1: Yes. And
3: yeah. the other. Uh,
0: uh, I like depth. the point you I mean, made
3: of him being uh, it being a covert operation. Yes. The Hebrew Chaldé Lexicon says properly initi- initiated, hence skilled of mm-hmm. tried fidelity.
2: Amen. These were
3: the best. It doesn't say he only had 318, Yeah, He yeah. took the best, like you said, to crack troops, that's the, right. uh, you the know, storm force
0: guys. Amen, brother. Good point. Good point.
1: Yeah. Good and, point. And, and Brother uh, Pastor John, uh, pursuing them to Dan, of course, Dan doesn't exist at this time. This is another use of, of where Dan, we know that where it is, so that's why it's in the Scripture,
0: kind of that why? Well, yeah, but yeah, because Moses, remember, Moses is the one that wrote Genesis, and he knows where Dan is. <laughs>
1: yeah, which is you know part of the reason that it is far, is
0: way north.
1: Way yeah, north. and it just reminded me of how they got the city of Ramesses wrong, and they they timed the whole thing from from you know the uh, it wasn't the city of Ramesses, it was later the city of Ramesses where Joseph was. That's
0: that's right, which matters not a hill of beans if you believe the Bible, right?
1: Amen, amen. <laughs> it's all 100% truth. So let's go <laughs> here, Genesis 14:15, And he divided himself against them, he and his servants, by night, and smote them and pursued them unto Hobah, which is on the left hand of Damascus. And he brought back all the goods and also brought again his brother Lot and his goods and the women also and the people. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Kedala, and of the kings that were with him, at the valley of Shavi, which is the king's dale. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine.
0: And he okay, was the priest you, you can go ahead and stop right there. And here we run across the one of the most mysterious Men, in the whole Word of God. I'm going to make a few comments about this right now. Brother Dave, you're in Hebrews chapter 7, right? Yes, I am. Okay, I'll get you to read some stuff in just a second. Let me make a few comments. I was taught that this was probably Shem. And I've heard the arguments that it's either Shem or it's a pre-incarnate appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ. But let me tell you what I think now. I, after learning the revelation of the biblical of bib, true biblical cosmology, I I have come to the conclusion. This is my personal opinion, and you know y'all can come to your own in your own study. But Brother Day's fiction to read about this man is only mentioned twice in the Old Testament. In two two different two places, I'm talking about. Psalms one ten here, and then he and then Paul runs a discourse on him and his priesthood in Hebrews seven, which we're fixing to go to, and brother Dave's going to pick it up in verse seven in Hebrews shortly. But in Hebrews one and in Hebrews eleven, when I ran that little talk the other night, a few programs back, when I was talking about where the three classifications of uh, individuals that were right with God wind up. I made mention of Hebrews chapter one, and Hebrews eleven, where it says He made the worlds, and the worlds there is not an age. The worlds there, are cosmos, it's its place. That's the only two places that's mentioned about any other worlds that could possibly be mentioned. Now I have no proof for what I'm fixing to say. Other than what Brother Day's fixing to read, and it's by insinuation of what's said, as I've come to this conclusion, I believe that Melchizedek is from one of those other worlds. And I'll tell you, once to start with, he's called the priest of the Most High God. There's nothing about that in the Israelite. Most High God is something that's reserved. Outside of Israelite religion, Nebuchadnezzar uses it in the book of Daniel, and if we're going to find out when we go to Hebrews and see the difference is, is a different kind of priesthood. All we know about it is the priesthood. And guess how many priesthoods, by the way, there are. Three. <laughs> You're learning. <laughs> now, now, let me get you to name them since you, you're so smart, <laughs> you name them now, okay? I bet David can name them, but I bet you can't. Can you name I, them?
1: I, I I bet I cannot.
0: Okay. As Brother, well. da- Brother David, can you name the three different priesthoods?
1: Well, the uh, Levitical
3: priesthood, the priesthood of Zadok, and uh, we are
0: a chosen priesthood. Well, we're okay. from Melchizedek. Where well, that's the three. You got them, brother. I knew you. And the reason you know that's because of Ezekiel 40 through 48. Yes. Because that's where the Zadok priesthood pops up. One, two, three. Three priesthoods. You couldn't get, you can't find that. They ain't a cre- There's not nobody telling you that. They'll tell you there's only two. The Aaronic priesthood, the Levitical priesthood, and then the priesthood after the order of Melchizedek. But there is a third, and it's in Ezekiel forty three forty eight. 48 So how important is those eight chapters? Amen, Brother Dave? Amen. One, two, three. Dust of the earth, stars of the heaven, sand of the sea, you Gentile church. Study it out, folks. Any of you downloaders that are biblical students, that can put aside your predisposed ideas of what you've been taught before, study it out. Let the Holy Spirit show you something. Let the Holy Spirit show you something. Read a little bit more, Brother Chad, and let's see what Abraham did here with Melchizedek, and then we're going to go let Brother Dave read to us in Hebrews chapter 7.
1: Okay. So from the slaughter of Kedalaomer and the kings that were with him at the valley of Shavi, which is the king's Dale, and Melchizedek, King of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the most high God, and he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be the most high God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand, and he gave him tithes of all.
0: Now the he is Abraham gave Melchizedek ties of all, not Melchizedek giving Abraham. You you got to understand English to understand what's going on here. All right, and notice this 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 mysterious person. He's not concerned about Sodom's sins or any of that stuff. He just makes the he comes on the scene and makes this comment and then disappears from history. And I'm not talking about all the extra canonical pseudepigraphal BS books out there, Mormonism and all that junk, that made-up junk. See, that's what, I hate to be repetitive, but I got to because it's important that you get this. There's people out there that, oh, it's something is so exciting, they're going to run out there and look for some way, something they can find that's not got anything to do with the Word of God, that could think, oh, this is, this is so mysterious. This must be something here. Let me go look, see if I can find something about it. If it's not in the book, folks, leave it alone. Like I told you, what the Lord don't say is just as inspired as what he does say. So be very, very careful. That's all I can say about that. Brother Dave, Hebrews chapter 7, let's hear a little bit about this man, Melchizedek. Yeah.
3: Verse 7. And without all contradiction the less is blessed of the better.
0: Well you might ought to start in verse 1. I'm sorry.
3: Okay. Verse 1. Hebrews chapter 7. For this Melchizedek king of Salem priest of the most high God who met Abram returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all. First being by interpretation king of righteousness.
0: Okay. And that's it. I just want to mention, folks, that there is never any peace. Nowhere in this book, from Genesis 1 to Revelation
2: 22, there is no peace without righteousness first. That peace of God that passes all understanding only comes to those that have the righteousness of God.
0: There's all, like when the angels appeared at Christ's birth, glory to God in the highest righteousness and peace and goodwill to men. First, there's always righteousness first. Then comes the peace. No matter where in the scriptures you look, there has to be righteousness before there can be peace. Until the, and Until the prince of peace shows up with his righteousness, there will be no peace on this earth. Amen. Rest assured of that. Just wanted to bring that point out. Sorry, Brother Dave. Go ahead.
3: Okay. Verse 2. To whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being, by interpretation, king of righteousness, and after that also king of Salem.
0: Salem. Peace. First king of righteousness, then king of peace. That's what the word Salem means, peace, shalom. Anyway, go ahead. King of peace, verse 3.
3: Without father, without mother, without descent, having neither beginning of days nor end of life.
0: Now, now, now what you have, when you hear when you hear expositors and biblical commentators, they try to bring this into context with the Word of God, and they'll try to expound on this in an allegorical way, or try to tell you, well, this this was just speaking in the sense that it he didn't have a recorded genealogy and stuff. But I'm telling you, this, now this is my opinion. Hey, they may be right. See, I'm not going to sit here slam my fist down and say I'm right. But just, at, just by the fact of what I've learned about true biblical cosmology, which has been there all along, and knowing what it says in Hebrews one and in Hebrews eleven, and knowing that that Father Abraham sought a city whose builder and maker was God, and realizing that the bride of Christ's home is not this earth, and realizing all that stuff and putting it all together in my spirit and in my mind. I can't prove it necessarily, but by these in your windows, the first one right there, Brother Dave gave you. I'm telling you. There's more worlds than the ones that in this enclosure we're in now. That's my opinion. That's my opinion, and I would I wouldn't be surprised if there's multiple scriptures that back it up that I've overlooked, not having not not keeping the the, the true biblical cosmology in view. Previously, all the times I've been through the Word of God, it wouldn't have jumped out at me like it would now. Do y'all understand what I'm saying?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> okay. So continue on, Brother Dave. Let's hear some more about this strange person.
3: Without descent, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like unto the Son of God, abideth a priest continually. Now, consider how great this man was, unto whom even the patriarch Abraham gave the tenth of the spoils, and verily, they that are sons of Levi, are of the sons of Levi, who receive the office of the priesthood, have commandment to take tithes of the people according to the law, that is, of their brethren though they come out of the loins of Abraham.
0: Okay, what it's saying there in, in, in the sense of the under the old covenant, while the Levitical priests were still in Abraham's loins, by Abraham doing the tithing, the Levitical priests were doing the tithing to Melchizedek as well. That's what that's saying. And like, like it talks about in other places that the sins of the parents fall down on the children over so many generations. That's the old, under the old covenant, it was that way. So that's what it's referring to and what Brother David's talking about now. Continue on, Brother. Verse 6, But
3: he who was descent is not counted from them received tithes of Abraham and blessed him that had the promises. And without all contradiction, the less is blessed of the better.
0: Amen. Every time. Go ahead.
3: And here, men that die receive tithes, but there he receiveth them, of whom it is witness that he liveth. And as I may so say, Levi also, who receiveth tithes, paid tithes in Abraham.
0: See there, that's what I was referring to when I was going back to that in the loins of Abraham. Go ahead, brother.
3: For he was yet in the loins of his father when Melchizedek met him. If, therefore, perfection were by the Levitical priesthood, in brackets for under it, the people received the law, closed bracket, what further need was there that another priest should rise after the order of Melchizedek and not be called after the order of Aaron? For the priesthood being changed there is made of necessity a change also of the law. Absolutely. For he of whom these things are spoken pertaineth to another tribe, of which no man gave attendance
0: at the altar. Oh. See, the Lord was from the tribe of Judah. Judah's not the priesthood tribe. Aaron. See? See? And this Melchizedek was likened, modeled after the Son of God. You talking about strange stuff, folks. There ain't nothing out there that you can find out. I mean there's nothing I mean the Word of God's silent on this stuff except for Psalms one ten. That's the reason it's a mystery, it's so mysterious. I like mysterious stuff, alright? Some of you do too. But it's in our Lord Jesus Christ and his priesthood because we're kings and we're going to be kings and priests as well. But we'll be after the order of Melchizedek, not after the Levitical priesthood. Then that 43, 48 in Ezekiel, that's a whole different ballgame. But anyway, go ahead, Brother Dave.
3: For it is evident that our Lord sprang out of Judah, of which tribe Moses spake nothing concerning
0: priesthood. Bingo. See there? Not a thing. Not a thing. And under the law, that was a big deal. I mean, you, that this is where they get separated. I, I don't even know if y'all know this or not, but did you know that this is where they get separation of church and state? No. There was no king supposed to be of the priest, did it, see? There was, this is separation of church and state. It's what they're talking about. It it's what he's actually saying here. Judah was of the kingly tribe, and there was no priesthood there. In other words, there was no religion connected with Judah. He was the kingly tribe. Our Lord came, sprang from the roots of Judah. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Yes. That's separation of church and state. That's where, our, that's, that's where it came, not only
2: in the Magna Carta, but also in our Constitution. That's where it came from. And there's
0: papers sky high you can read to find this out. I'm not making it up, but don't take my word for it. Go check it out. Continue reading, brother. And
3: it is yet far more evident for that after the similitude of Melchizedek, there ariseth another priest who is made not after the law of carnal commandment, but after the power of an endless life. Ah, yes. For he testifieth, Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. For there is verily a disannulling of the commandment going before for the weakness and unprofitableness thereof.
0: You see, folks, we're not of this world. <laughs> we're not of this world. And when you start add putting two and two together... From Genesis to Revelation, that's where I come up with what I come up with. It's part of it. All right? We just read the other night in John 17 that we're not of this world. And what Brother Dave just read. Put it all together. See, that's the reason I came to my conclusion, my personal conclusion, about this mysterious character, Melchizedek. That's my opinion. I may be all wet, but I don't think so. Continue reading, Brother.
3: It's interesting that Paul here calls the commandment going before for the weakness and on un- unprofitableness thereof.
0: That's right, and that's exactly and yet, what it was.
3: Amen. And, and
0: Paul in Galatians just reiterates this over and over again. And even the very ones that were under the old covenant admit they didn't, didn't um, keep it no way. In, in Acts chapter fifteen, we've been over that ad nauseum. Amen.
3: Yes, amen.
0: Continue on, brother. Amen.
3: I wish some people could see that. I wish they could see, he brother. Said. For the law, made but let me tell you something, perfect. brother.
0: That, brother Dave, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but let me tell you why <laughs> they don't. Because they want to judge their righteousness by somebody else's. They want to. They're judge themselves. They're judging themselves among themselves and uh, judging their their righteousness, thinking they're righteous by somebody else's unrighteousness. See, that's where they all err at. That's what that law does to people's minds.
3: It's their soul that they're better than the next. That's
0: exactly correct. That's what bred the Pharisees. That's where the Phariseeism came from. Go ahead, continue reading, brother.
3: For the law made nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did by the which we draw nigh unto God. And inasmuch as not without an oath, he was made priest. For those priests were made with an oath, but this with an oath by him that said unto him, The Lord swear and will not repent, Thou art a priest for ever after the order of Melchizedek.
0: All is quoting Psalms 110. That's where that quotation comes from. That's good enough, brother. About this mysterious okay. character, brother Chad. Back to Genesis. Let's continue sure. on. Sure. That's, uh, some,
1: that's some incredible stuff, there, man. Okay. Let's see. Uh, and he blessed him and said, "Blessed be Abram, the Most High
0: God, possessor of heaven and earth." Don't forget, folks. When you hear when you see that terminology, "Most High God," it's got nothing to do with Israelitish religion. Period. Nebuchadnezzar used, like I said in Daniel, he says, "Daniel, you're of the Most High God." It's it, it's connected with every uh, er, with nations other than Israel. Always that term is. So this Melchizedek is using the term. What does that tell you? It's something other than Israelitish. You on that one a while?
1: That was actually something I was that hit me when. They was reading uh, verse 13 of Hebrews 7 uh, to another tribe. Ah, um, yes. And that's, and that's
0: the, where you get all this Mormonism. They're the Melchizedek. They're the, 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 the order of Melchizedek. All this fake stuff trying to oh, grab no. something that's mysterious that the Lord has been quiet about and apply plot to themselves so they can be special. Okay? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I
1: see. But to me, another tribe, that, that's like another tribe other than Israel. Is that is that what he what mm, that does? Um, uh, kind of what I what what you know, the Holy Spirit gave me at that okay, moment. Okay. When he, okay. When he read Yeah. Anyways, that's uh something to pray on. And blessed be the most high God which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand and gave him and he gave him tithes of all. And the king of Sodom said unto Abram, Give me the persons and take the goods to thyself. And Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up mine hand unto the Lord, the Most High God, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take from a thread even to a shoe latchet, and that I will not take anything that is thine, lest thou shouldest say, I have made
0: Abram rich.
1: Save only that which the young men have eaten, and the portion of the men which went with me, Aner, Eshcol, and Mamre let them take their
0: portion and the end of chapter 14 and folks yeah. after Abram goes and on his little stormtrooper mission his special forces mission and rescues his he calls him in, in one chapter his brother brother Lot which is his nephew but he, in the generic term he calls him brother what does Lot do? Goes right back into that wicked place <laughs> after getting rescued and everything. Abraham risking his life and limb to save him. What does he do? Turn. He goes right back down there into that hellhole of Sodom and Gomorrah. And if I wanted to keep everybody up late, we would just skip over to chapter eighteen and nineteen. Those are some. That's some. There's some hilarious stuff that goes on there between Abram and the Lord, but. And the two angels that go on to Simon Gomorrah, but we'll go ahead and stop for tonight. We'll cut it short. Oh, anything you want to add, Brother David?
3: No, I enjoyed that. That was very good. Thank you.
0: Any questions in the chat? Yeah, I don't see any questions. Uh, I think that
1: that was a very captivating uh, teaching, Pastor. Uh, sure. Like. I'm captivating. I got my notes, man. I'm going straight to see those uh stars. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out who's the Jew, the Gentile, and the church. I think I think it's in that order that the elect are the stars. Anyways, I don't want to give it away for everyone. I just I'm gonna look into it myself.
0: You just make sure you check out all the references in the context where it appears. Don't try to take something out of context that don't it that it's not the right context. You understand Esef, what I'm saying?
2: Esef that's that's after
0: where Esef. heresy comes from. It's pulling, yeah. pulling something out of the context and trying to apply it to a different context. Mm. It's
2: gotta
0: Amen. Be, it's got to be precept with precept, see? Amen. Mm-hmm. Isaiah 28, 9 and 10. That's oh, it, brother. 8 and 9. Forget. 8 and 9, brother. <clears throat> 9 <clears throat> and right. 10. Oh, 8, 9 and 10, whatever. You're you're <laughs> right, I'm wrong. You're yeah. right, I'm wrong. Anyway, folks, in, um, in right. Genesis 14, verse 5, the
3: Zuzim's, zoo, zoo, are in ham,
0: mhm, yeah,
3: and uh, when I was looking at that, I was thinking, and you you wondered where they came from, and I'm thinking, there's a good chance here if we if we looked at it in depth, and I'm not sure whether that's worthwhile or not, but it could be that uh, they came through the Hamites.
0: I was going to say that, brother, but I just shut. Up. I just didn't do it right, because we've talked yeah. so much. It. Absolutely, the whole uh, they're 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 out of out of Am's line. Absolutely, mm-hmm. sure are. How did they get there? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Rob skeba has got some. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I I don't know, and I'm not going to teach you this doctrine if I don't know. Well, uh,
3: remember every creature that some got through yep. with the other races of man and ham probably could have married one of them or maybe there was another incursion or whatever but well ham we know we had bought. a sex.
0: we know we had a sex problem so yeah that's a yeah. very good possibility
3: and the zoo, zoo zims are mentioned that they are in ham
0: so yep that's right amen not a stretch yeah no it's not a stretch at all i just didn't want to bring it up brother <laughs> i just didn't want to bring it up tonight we've talked about it so much
3: yeah, you can get into that and go around in circles.
0: Around in circles, amen. Absolutely. Well, folks, tomorrow night we will be back in Matthew. The Lord has done dumped, telling everybody the he has gone to speaking in riddles and parables. So that's where we will be tomorrow night. Brother Dave, you would dismiss us in a word of prayer.
3: Yes, sir. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you thanks for this evening. We thank you for hearing our hearts cry. and Yes, Father teaching us by the holy spirit we thank you for hearing our hearts cry in prayer that when we pray for one another you hear yes, Lord. that you. we are heard in heaven and you hear from heaven and you answer our prayers and we're truly grateful not always are they answered the way that we want or the way that we see thank god for that Thank God that you don't answer Amen all our the prayers way the we want them. Amen to but the you in your eternal wisdom and looking at the other side beyond the veil where we're going back, Lord, you see that you're not so concerned about our happiness, our joy, our peace, our comfort here on this side, but are more concerned that your son gets glorified in how we behave in our trouble on this side and that we get rewarded on the other side and not take the rewards here, which are pretty shabby compared to what's on the other side. Yes, Father, in the name of Jesus I pray that we would have that attitude, that we would look for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ in all our life, in the good and in the bad, in the suffering and and persecutions particularly that show forth the glory of God when those who are suffering deep trouble reflect and show forth the goodness of God and the grace of God and the light and glory of God rather than succumbing to the pain and suffering and cursing God Lord Jesus I pray for all those who are with us tonight and those who would download that you would continue to reveal your scriptures to us and to them that you would teach them that you would meet them at their point of need We thank you, Lord, for Merv's brother-in-law, that you are working in John Robinson's life, and you are working in him to bring him further on in his walk or beginning a walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank you that there's a healing in that bladder, but not just the healing that, oh, it's gone, but that he would definitely sense and know that there was a power of God in his body that brought about a healing. And it was nothing inconsequential, or, or it wasn't a mistake of a mistaken diagnosis, and it wasn't really there. But that he would sense and know the power of God touched him, the power of Jesus Christ.
0: Yes, Father. Did it?
3: Yeah, yeah. And, Lord, I pray also for all of us who have needs that you would meet those needs. I, I thank you for Pastor Don's great rest this past yeah. evening, and I pray that... It would continue that he'd continue to be able to be rested and healed, and we thank you, Lord. Yes. The pain is under control, and Lord, we pray that that would continue in even more profound ways. Yes. And I pray for a good night's sleep for all within the sound of my voice, and a, a rising fresh, and with the Lord Jesus Christ on our mind, and a desire oh. to worship Him, glorify Him, and to study His Word. I pray these things in the name of Jesus so be it. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Oh, amen. amen. And, and just to leave everybody with a with a little sugar, a sweet taste on the end, on the tip of your tongue, turn to Isaiah 29, Brother David.
1: Okay. <laughs> I had a quick question, uh, Pastor. Yeah. Um, just, I, I'm just confounding, uh, you know, in the ad lib, he mentions it and, and you were taught that. Where does the Shem connection to now, that come from. What because
0: point? because in Noah's prophecy he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Shem.
2: Uh, okay, thank you.
0: You're welcome. Um, Brother Dave, if you would uh I well I'll, you can start I want you to start reading it verse uh twenty one and I'll go ahead and tell you guys the context of this is after the Lord has returned. The context of this is the last is in that day, it is the day of the Lord that stretches out into eternity. And I just want you all to hear something. Start reading verse 21, Brother Dave. Okay. uh, Verse 29. Isaiah. yes,
3: Yes. That make a man an offender for a word, and lay a snare for him that reproveth in the gate, and turn aside the just for a thing of naught. Therefore, thus saith the Lord who redeemeth Redeemed, Abraham, concerning the house of Jacob, Jacob shall not now be ashamed, neither shall his face now wax pale. But when he seeth his children, the work of mine hands, in the midst of him, they shall sanctify my name and sanctify the Holy One of Jacob and shall fear the God of Israel. They also that erred in spirit shall come to understanding, and they that murmured shall learn doctrine.
0: Amen. Brother Dave, contact information.
3: Yes. Contact information for Don Spears Ministries. The telephone number is three three four three nine seven two three three three. The email address is respect to the Lord at Yahoo.com. And you can go to PayPal and you can enter that email respect to the Lord at yahoo.com because that is Pastor Don's a PayPal account. So if you have a PayPal account, enter that and you'll get right into where you can give an offering to the Lord Jesus Christ and to this ministry. The mailing address where you can send cards, letters, requests, and your offerings are three one. Five Louisville Street, Apartment D1, Clyo, Alabama, 36017. That's 3155 Lewisville Street, Apartment D1, Clyo, Alabama, Alabama, 36017. Thanks for listening, everyone.
0: Good night, everyone, and Lord willing, help permit, and we'll see you guys tomorrow night. Love each and every night. one of you. Good night, guys. Good night. We'll <music>